Welcome back to the Risk Report. Today's Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. Bit of a rainy morning today. Um, just getting back from the gym. My complex has got a gym. I figured, fuck it, I'm paying, you know, bunch in rent. I might as well start going to the gym. Start using that gym. But that gym, they don't have any fucking, um, I don't have any weights. They don't have any weights. It's just a bunch of treadmills and shit. And, you know, at least they got like the bench. And uh, so I ended up buying a fucking resistance band. And uh, I looked up a bunch of workouts for resistance bands. And goddamn, dude, they're pretty, they're pretty intense. And apparently you can build mass with these resistance bands. So started that, uh, started that this week. But today I really got like a good workout in. And so now I'm pretty excited. I'm going to just start going every morning since I fucking wake up at 6.30 anyways like a goddamn old man. Like an old man. Waking up at 6.30 in the morning like an old man to walk the dogs and go on the treadmill. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I actually did not wake up at 6.30 this morning. I woke up at uh, 7.30. But that was because I went to bed at like 1. Me and the boys were crushing it. We're getting back on to uh, back on the Fortnite game. You guys remember that game from fucking four years ago? We are getting back on to the Fortnite game. We got three wins yesterday. A bunch of, uh, a trio of 27-year-old men (coughs) got three wins yesterday (coughs) against 12-year-olds. Yeah. No, that game is fucking fun, man. Uh, And we we also have uh, Twitch. So check out Roman the Stoic on Twitch. Um I haven't been going live in a while, but I'm going to start going live. If uh, if me and the boys are playing like that and we're throwing down, we're going to start going live. Um, not saying I'm some fucking pro gamer or anything, but I'm a fucking nerd, you know? I can get down. Um, yeah, that, that shit was fun. And, <laughs> you know, we're just fucking communicating like, you know, like goddamn soldiers out here. Southwest, 245. Southwest, shots fired. Shots fired. He's down. He's panicking. He's panicking. Panicking, mannequin. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's a good time. Um, so I'm glad to be playing fucking Fortnite. If you're trying to catch the hands, catch the work, um, Reef Her Preacher. That's my Xbox gamer tag. Reef Her Preacher. <clears throat> I also throw it down in Red Dead. Red Dead Online too. I'm a bad, bad man. I'm the baddest man in the West. I run Blackwater and St. Denis all the way down to Tumbleweed. <clears throat> I am the man in that town in the wild, wild west. Um, yeah, I fucking love that game, man. Rockstar. The thing with Red Dead Online, though, is that, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, I think, personally, it's the best game ever. That open world RPG, um, but you get to choose whatever the fuck you want to do. And, um, you know, there's a lot of aspects to the game that I really like. And I think that the game visuals itself are fucking tremendous and beautiful. And, you know, even like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a game like that, it doesn't have that same, um, you know, that same little essence that rockstar can throw into into their games like red dead um so we're just waiting for a new dlc for that one you know we're waiting for something new i'm i'm already the baddest dude out there i've got fucking you know close to 400 gold bars um and like 30k in in red dead money which is big money in the west you know 30k in in, in 1898 was uh, a lot of money 
a lot of money. And um, and my guy's bad, dude. He owns a fucking moonshine shack. I run moonshine deliveries. I run fucking wagon pelts. Sell those for seven hundred a pop, six twenty-five to be exact. Um, what else do we do? I'm a fucking naturalist, like a goddamn scientist taking samples. I own every fucking horse in the game. I own everything. I own all the weapons. You know, what is there left for me to do, Rockstar? Give this nerd a new DLC. <clears throat> yeah. The the crazy thing about Red Dead Online, though, is that there's this, like... There's, like, this whole underbelly of Red Dead that you wouldn't even think. So, like... You know, I go on. I like to play the game. I like to play the moonshining. I like to play the deliveries. I like to make money. Right? I like to be a businessman in the game. I'm trying to be this, like, fucking gangster businessman. You know, I'm always wearing the suits and shit in the game. <coughs> Red Dead, if for those of you that don't know, it's like, you know, picture, uh, what was that show? Fuck. Uh, Westworld, picture Westworld on Xbox or the PC. You know, that's, that's Red Dead. Um, so there's this whole underbelly to Red Dead where it's like, there's clans and shit and these fucking clans, they like go after players. And I guess like these clans, they'll go on these forums and they'll be like, uh, you know, we'll send over a hundred gold bars if someone sends in a video of you taking out, you know, somebody from another posse or another clan. And so these people are just out there hunting in, lo- in these game lobbies, like hopping into these game lobbies and hunting people, recording it, sending it over. And then these people on the forum, so fucking give them, you know, whatever gift cards or whatever to Rockstar so that they could get those gold bars. And these fucking people, they try recruiting me all the time, right? These guys, the, the Reaper Lords, they tried to recruit me. And they just did. It was like a outlaw biker gang wannabe thing on on uh, Red Dead. And I mean, whatever, man. These people want to go play and, and um, you know, really have a role-playing experience like that. Cool. But what I what I didn't fuck with was like, they, they want you to wear a brown jacket and, like, you know, climb the ranks. Like, they want you to fucking, like, earn, like, earn your way up. And, and they just treat you like fucking trash. Like, you're a fucking uh, uh, army recruit or, like, a, you know, like you're getting hazed from a fucking fraternity. And it's all online. So I saw that and I was like, nah, dude, I'm not about that. But, you know, I'm such a high level. I'm such a high-ranking fucking gamer in that in that game in red dead that it's like these clans they they fucking come after me they ask me to join they want to recruit me and there was ones that i was like playing with for a little bit they're called the god what are they called they're called the last mohicans (laughs) the last of the mohicans i think it was no the last the last apaches that's what it was the last the last apaches these motherfuckers uh, they were cooler because they were into the, they're down to sell and, and move wagons, right? They're down to move wagons. So I would hop on with them. A couple of them got fucking wagons. I got my wagon ready to go. You know, we're, we're making money. We're fucking each riding around doing wagons. And the reason you want a, a posse, you know, you want to play with other people while you're delivering a wagon is because other people can attack your wagon, Right. It's some real Wild West shit. So you want to be posseed up. You want to be able to, like, you know, take anybody down, any threats down, eliminate that. And so, you know, we run wagons. I ran wagons with the the last Apaches. <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd. And um, and they put me on this, like, group chat where they'd be like, you know, they'd hit me up. Like, yo, we got wagons. Come through. All right. You know, and I'm just trying to play the fucking game. And their whole thing was you could wear whatever, but you got to have the fucking uh, the Indian haircut. You got to have that Native American haircut. And, uh, and, and the posse's all got to be the last Apache or whatever. But, you know, then they started giving me shit because it was like I was working a lot and I wasn't playing the game as much. You know, I played the game maybe three times a week or something like that at one point. And they were like messaging me like, 
hey, yo, hey, yo, preacher, you, you know, you need to, you really need to show us you really want to be in this, man. You really, you really need to start putting on, man. You need to be on more and shit like that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, these guys take it a little, way too serious for me, bro. You know, a little too serious for me. I'm just trying to play the goddamn game. After fucking working, after working all day, I'm trying to sit down, log into a game, and work all night. <laughs> and that game, that's what it is. You fucking, you go to work. You know, I'm over here ranching and doing stupid shit like that, collecting and doing fucking selling wagons and shit, working. <laughs> I mean, it's really, we're in 2021. And that's the type of games we got um, with these. I want to get that Oculus. I think me and the girl, my girl are going to get some the Oculus. That fucking, um, what is that shit? The, the VR shit, the new Oculus. But, man, I mean, think about video games. What video games are going to be like in fucking 20 years. Just 20 years. In 2041, imagine what a fucking video game is going to be like. People still probably going to be playing GTA 5. GTA 6 will just be coming out <laughs> in 2041. Nah, I mean, dude, I mean, uh, <coughs> I feel like VR is just going to take over. And as soon as there's some crazy Xbox Live shit, you know, some sort of live with the VR and the VR games are so good that, you know, they just take over Xbox or X, you know, Microsoft and, and Nintendo and all those motherfuckers. They just end up going VR, you know, at some point in the future. I think that's where it's going to, I think that's where it's headed, man. And, you know, before I didn't really want to be old, man. Like a couple years ago, I would think like, Man, I don't want to live till I'm fucking 90. Like, that sounds horrible, right? You know, you, why would you want to be an old fuck, you know? <coughs> Just, like, sick and, you know. But think about it. When we're going to be 90, us 20-year-olds now, when we're going to be fucking 90, think about the crazy shit they're going to have. Fuck it. I'm trying to live old now. I'm trying to live fucking 100, 104 if I can, you know. Uh Cause I'm just gonna be stuck in a fucking VR all day, eating edibles, and uh, and just gaming. You know, we're gonna have such a crazy. It's gonna really turn into that like whole virtual world shit. You know, that like that Black Mirror episode where those where those dudes ended up banging each other in the game, <laughs> where Anthony Mackie started fucking getting banged, started getting banged out by his boy. <laughs> Black Mirror. I'm gonna rewatch Black Mirror because those were fucking good. I just know the, the last season I wasn't too fond of for some reason, but I'm gonna have to give it a rewatch. Um. So yeah, fucking crushing it in Fortnite. Uh, what else is new, man? Oh, I had to switch deodorant because Old Spice. You know, I've been using Old Spice since I was fucking like twelve. Um. I got some weird rash. It's gone now, so honestly, I might go back to it. But um, I had this weird rash going on in my on, under my uh, armpits, and it didn't fucking hurt, or it, it didn't sting or anything. It just looked a little irritated, a little red. And so I went and got this like all natural, excuse me, all natural uh, deodorant, some vegan shit. You know, it's like gluten free vegan. We hug animals before we do it. You know. Um, uh it's just like it, you know it's some not dove it's called like hey human or something like that and so whatever i put that shit on new deodorant and it's still it may i just smell body odor on me you know what i mean like i just smell my body odor i don't know what it is about those sensitive skin um deodorants that just don't get the whole thing you know don't get i'm over here smelling like uh smelling like one of those uh bad boy billionaires from india Oh man, growing up, growing up, I was called everything. Even still to this day, people are like, people have no idea what I am. 
They have no fucking clue. Some people can get it right away. Oh, yeah, 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 you're Puerto Rican. Yeah, I can, I can sense that big dick energy, right? Um, but, uh, dude, I've gotten everything. Like, growing up, I would get people would be like, oh, my God, I thought you just look like Filipino or something. You look Filipino. Or I got Indian all the time. You look Indian, right? Are you Indian? Are you, are you Pakistani? Or <laughs> Are you Pakistani? That was another one. Um, like Middle Eastern. Uh, what else did people say I look like, man? Growing up, my uncle thought I looked like Bruce Lee. But that's because my parents kept fucking giving me the bowl cut, you know? I had the bowl cut for like eight years growing up. Um, I've gotten everything. Filipino, Hawaiian, uh, Middle Eastern, Indian. <laughs> everything but Puerto Rican. <laughs> <clears throat> Everything but fucking Puerto Rican. I keep getting these spam calls, man. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're all mixed. My daddy did that ancestry shit that, um, whatever, you know, 23andMe, I don't fucking know what it was called, where he checked his DNA to see where it was from. I think him and my mom did it. And so since they did it, I'm just not even going to do it. <laughs> I'm from their DNA, so I could just go ahead and assume that I got a mix of both of theirs. But um, my dad said he had – my dad said his genes are all over the place. His were, his were Italian, Moroccan, uh, Irish uh, – and some some Asian, some sort of Asian, and so you know you're thinking I'm thinking Middle East, fucking um, you know if it's Morocco that's like North Africa, uh, you know Italy is probably the most most like the biggest percentage was like Italian that area Sicilian, and so you know it's just that European area right that whole area that got intermixed. The whole world's intermixed, you know, people, people fuck, you know, since the beginning of time, people love to fuck and they don't apparently pull out too much. So, you know, we're all mixed, even the whitest fucking, you know, copy paper looking motherfucker is, is mixed with something. Um, so yeah, I got, I got, uh, Irish, Irish, Italian, Moroccan, um, and some sort of Asian. And then on my mom's side, I think it was Spain, like Spanish Spain, um, indigenous, like native indigenous, um, to Puerto Rico, like the Caribbean islands. And, uh, what else she got? I don't know what else she got. Probably similar to my father's. Cause you know, I mean, those settlers, they came from, I'm from the Caribbean islands. And so, for from what I know personally, my on my mom's side, my grandfather, her father, who's still alive to this day, he's ninety nine years old. Um, I gotta get him on the VR, right? He's ninety nine years old, and he's fucking, you know, just so smart, and he's still there mentally, right? So that's the important part. He's still there mentally. Physically, you know, he's got a 99-year-old body. His eyes can't see as well as they used to. He can't hear as well as he used to. You got to fucking talk loud to him. But he's there. You know what I mean? And that's the incredible part. So he's 99 years old, my, my mom's father, my grandfather. Well, his mother, who lived till she was 104, my great-grandmother on my mom's side, she's indigenous to puerto rico she's a native of puerto rico right so there's these taino people they're like the native americans from puerto rico um and so that's that's his side and you got to think you know the spanish came over to puerto rico and colonized you know these caribbean islands and there were the indigenous people and then you got the european you know anglo-saxon and spanish Right, that Latin. And so you get that mix and similar with like the South Americans, you know, the Spanish conquered that too. The Portuguese conquered that too. Um, so you just get this giant mix of 
of fucking people. Everyone's mixed, you know. It's 2021. How long have humans been around for? We can't even really know. You know, we can't even really know. They dig up things and they carbon date them and they go, damn, this pot's from fucking 350,000 years ago. (laughs) That breaks everything we thought about humans, right? I'm just throwing numbers, but let's look up. Now I'm interested. Let's look up um, how old people really think the human race is. Like, what is the oldest carbon dating of record of... something humans human made you know that that might show how old we are so when you type it in on google traces of civilizations have been found going back nearly 80,000 years in africa um But there's, uh, what is it, Graham Hancock. See, Graham Hancock is uh, on Joe Rogan a lot. And he's a writer um, and journalist. And he has theories that involve ancient civilizations, um, you know, ancient stone monuments, megaliths, uh, consciousness, shit like that. Um, but he's a very smart dude, and he had some things about ancient civilizations. I'm trying to find like he thought like they're they're fucking old. We're old, dude. Like we can't even really begin to think how old we really are. And then it's also like we come from you know. Neanderthals and other types of, you know, other types of, uh, what do you call those? God damn it, I'm, I'm drawing blanks today. Primates, I guess. Yeah, I guess a Neanderthal is, is called a primate. Homo sapiens, Homo Neanderthal, <laughs> Homo Neanderthalensis. But there's so many different ones, you know, and so they think we're just like a mix and we come from different type of homo sapiens that we're kind of walking around. And personally, I think we're fucking, we're that and we're a bit of aliens too. Or we could just be these Neanderthals, you know, but we could be these fucking aliens too. Because, I mean, dude, the world is so crazy in itself, and just life in itself is so fucking crazy. Why is it out of the realm of possibility to think that, you know, with all the, the UFO sightings we've had, with all the crazy ancient, like, you know, some could call it evidence, but things that kind of point in the direction, you know, that, okay, maybe these... uh these gods or these beings or whatever. What if, if you take it in a in a you know in a literal sense or in a personified way, and you try to break it down that way, you know, and the way that we're moving with the world now, how we're you know we just sent a rover to Mars. We just had a a, a rover land in Mars, or was it China? <laughs> uh, either way, there's a rover in Mars right now roaming around. And people want to send people to Mars. So we're at the verge of uh, colonizing planets, probably starting to mine planets for, for resources, even though I'm sure that that causes a lot of political issues. But it's going to happen. Um, that's the direction we're going into some Star Wars shit. And so it's not out of the realm of possibilities to think that maybe we are a really old, uh, you know, we're we're a descendant of a really old race of beings, you know, that have traveled the stars. Perhaps they saw that, you know, 
when they came to this planet for whatever reason back in the day that um, these primates were similar to them and had similar genes. And maybe they fucked with us, you know. Maybe they fucked with us. And just how now we can do genetic um, experiments and change DNAs and change things in the womb before they're even born, you know. What's out of the realm of possibility to think that perhaps our, you know, whatever ancestor did that to us? Because when you look at our growth, <clears throat> our technological growth and expansion, it just kind of booms in a hundred years. So it's just a lot of interesting shit to think about. I've always liked that ancient alien theory. I remember watching that shit with my dad when I was like fucking 15 and being like, oh my God, <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> I know it's fucking crazy, but I don't know. For some reason, I feel some sort of connection to that idea. You know, I feel some sort of connection to that idea of... That we might be some, I don't know, descendants of some some ancient thing. So if you look at the Sumerian, um, which when I looked up some of the oldest civilizations, the oldest civilization, the first thing that came up was Sumer, Sumeria. In ancient, ancient Mesopotamia, those were the first known civilizations. Well, they have, their, their, their um, how can I say this? Their beliefs were etched in stone and a scientist anthropologist by the name of Eric von Daniken he um he pretty much tried to translate it and he wrote a book and what he found was and he wrote chariot of the gods and what he found was or what he believes that it said is that <clears throat> these people believed in a race of beings called, uh, what was it? <clears throat> the Anunnaki. And that uh, the Anunnaki created man in their image, Adamu. They created Adamu in their own image. And these uh, beings came over to this planet to mine gold. And that this, these Adamu, these people that they made in their image, they would mine resources and gold for them so that they could leave and go back to their planet, right? <clears throat> and so <laughs> that shit is fucking wild and it's out there, right? Um, but there's a lot of crazy correlations in the sense that, you know, they did, they did name their... Uh, in their beliefs, it was, you know, these beings created Adamu in their own image. There's a lot of things that um, Christianity and the Bible took from ancient Samaria, ancient Mesopotamia, you know, in the sense that God made Adam in his image, you know. And so they, they just like find these weird uh, synchronicities, you could call it. Um, so, yeah, I, I've just always been into that shit and. Felt some weird connection to that shit. Because, hey, there's things we just can't explain at the end of the day. Um, and sometimes you just got to feel. And maybe I'm fucking just crazy. <laughs> there's a very high possibility of that. You know, maybe I'm just fucking wild to be thinking that type of shit. But I don't know. And then when you think of like the Bible and stuff, like some of their stories, what was um, like the Ark, right? Uh, Noah's Ark. There was one theory that went around where it was like, you know, Noah's Ark, if you look at that story, it was God told uh, Noah to build this fucking boat, you know. <laughs> hey, it's me, God. Uh, Noah, you need to fucking build this boat. Because I'm sending a flood. There's a bunch of pieces of shit out here. And I'm sending a fucking flood. Okay. Build a boat. 
put two of every animal on there and um, best of luck. All right, buddy. Peace. And so that's what God said to fucking Noah. Um, so if you look at that story, what if like now we have this thing in, is it, uh, I think it's in Greenland where we have every known DNA of every animal and plant that the human race knows of on this planet and has been able to get a sample of. We have every single piece of DNA for food, plant, everything, everything we know of is in Greenland in this like bunker inside of this fucking mountain. And uh, let's look at it. Let's look up that shit. Let's see what it's called. Their doomsday vault, world seeds are kept safe. All right. Um, yeah. So deep in the bowels of an icy mountain on an island above the Arctic Circle, between Norway and the North Pole, lies a resource of vital importance <clears throat> for the future of humankind. It's not coal, oil, or precious minerals, but seeds. So they have every seed of, you know, if, if anything cataclysmic happened to the world and to the, to humans, basically, um, and let's say, let's say meteors, like di when dinosaurs existed and were wiped out, just came down on us and fucking took us out, right? Scorched the earth. <clears throat> if there was some other race of beings or any humans left over, they could go to that fucking vault and repopulate the earth with, with the old DNA, with the old seeds, right? And so when you look at that and then you think of the, the Noah story, that, that's a correlation in itself too of like, all right, it'd be impossible to put two of everything on a fucking boat, you know? But you know what would be possible is to put every DNA and every seed of everything we know about in the boat and try and survive it that way you know, try and survive some weird cataclysmic event. And so that's just, you know, just shit like that, dude. It blows my mind about that shit, but whatever. Maybe I'll do a podcast on, on my ancient alien theories. Um, that would probably be good. Work's been good. I've been working a lot. Uh, teaching art and shit is it's a it's a different type of work, you know. Um, I don't know. I've been you know I've worked so many fucking jobs, dude. And my parents had me working since I was ten years old. No, before that, I was. Um, my parents had me working since I was like seven, pretty much. When I was like seven, my dad bought a pet store in Puerto Rico called Dog World Pet Center. And after school, I would get picked up and we would go there. He would run the store a little bit. Um, I would, he had, you know, he had employees and stuff. He was the owner. Uh, but he would have me go in the back and he would have me uh, clean the cages, clean the dog shit off the cages, uh, you know, hose it down. He would have me stock the shelves with food. <laughs> and he taught me how to ring people out if need be. All right. And so I've been doing that. I was doing that up until I was like 12 or 13 or something like that, 14 maybe, until I just... You know, me and him were button heads a lot, dude, uh, when I got into the teenage years. But, yeah, they had me fucking working, man. So ever since a young kid, I've been working, which is, you know, you, people think now it's like, oh, child labor laws and shit like that, you know? Like, you know, he didn't have me on my fucking knees, you know, scrubbing <clears throat> scrubbing the floor or anything like that. But he and, and it wasn't like I wasn't stoked to do it. But definitely as I got older, 
because he didn't pay me, right? But as I got turned into that 12, 13 range, I started getting really fucking pissed with him. And it was like, dude, you know, I don't get paid. I'm here. I want to go skate. I want to do things I want to do, you know? And, um, but it, it taught me a sense of hard work, man, you know? Uh, and so I've always had a job, man. I've always worked stuff. And so to, but to work doing this, it's different. And, but the way I look at it is like every job I've ever had has probably just taught me, you know, how to try and deal with people. And, um, and that's what it is. You know, when I'm teaching these kids, I'm dealing with people. I'm dealing with young people, um, people that are not yet in control of themselves yet. Right. Um, emotionally and stuff like that and it's kids are funny man kids are fucking funny man so so i teach you know um kindergarten through fifth grade art and um teaching that it's like i don't know man kids are fucking they, they all have their moments so it's like I was asked, oh, which ones are the worst or whatever? And it's like, they all have their moments, you know? It depends on the day, you know? It depends on the day, you know? This Tuesday, fucking fifth grade might be the best, you know? And kindergarten might be the worst. But the next week, it's reversed, right? And so, you just never know with kids, man. Um, but they're cool, man. It's, it's, a, it's a very, like, cool and rewarding experience. The only thing I don't like, is when I don't get, you know, <laughs> when I don't get the respect. I get no respect over here, you know what I mean? Like, because uh, I'm too nice, you know. I'm the cool fucking teacher. I'm the cool art teacher coming in and being, you know, chill and, um, yeah. But when they, but when they step over that, which I get it. I was a fucking dickhead kid once in middle school, you know. I was a a class clown trying to show off and shit like that. Um, so I get it, but it's also like, you gotta, res you gotta respect me, man. <laughs> and so I could also be a bit of a, um, not mean teacher, but a bit of a teacher that, you know, tries to instill some sort of discipline because we can't have that. Right. Um, but it's interesting, man. It's you're just dealing with people. The toughest part is that you're dealing with 15, 20, you know, 25 kids at once or something. And that could be the, the overwhelming part. But as long as you keep them focused um, and, and, yeah, keep them focused on the task at hand, then that's what it is. It all depends on the day. Um, but kids are fucking crazy, man. There's like, you know, the little kids are like, <sighs> some kids for some reason, even though they're five years old, they can't even talk for some reason. And so it's like, so yesterday, was it yesterday? One of these kids was like, I'm like, what's, what are you asking, dude? And then he would just get lower. I'm like, dude, what are you saying? What are you asking? So bathroom, go to the bathroom. Yeah, go to the fucking bathroom, dude. I don't care. Go to the bathroom, you know, or they'll give me like this weird, like they'll hold their hand up and they'll have like this weird sign, you know, because it's like I'm the art teacher. I'm not the the consistent, you know, the homeroom teacher, right? They're homeroom teachers. They have their rules and this and that. So when they come, when they come to me, I don't know their fucking homeroom rules. They all have different homeroom rules. And so they'll be throwing me like some weird gang sign. And I'm like, what are you doing with your hand, dude? This means can I sharpen my pencil? Yeah, go sharpen your pencil, dude. I don't care. You need to fucking ask permission to sharpen your goddamn pencil. You know, I don't, I obviously don't curse. <laughs> I'm obviously not out here cursing with these kids, but you know, but I do, but I am like, yeah, go sharpen your pencil. That's okay. Don't worry about that. I'm the laid back teacher. I'm the cool teacher. So that's why I get bummed out when I have to be like, hey, settle down, you know? Like, fuck, man. I hate being that.
the other <laughs> the other day, uh, fifth grade got so loud, dude. It's just like these kids, you know, they were all working. That's the bummer. Is like they're all working on their on their work and stuff, but they were getting so loud, you know, because you know it was like basically two kids per table and they're talking, talking while they're working and they just progressively get louder and louder and louder. You know, that cafeteria, like loudness of like everybody talking at once. Right. And I asked them several times, guys, keep it down. We're getting way too loud in here. All right. We're getting way too loud. You know, we need to keep it down. Like inside voices, you know, you Mark, you're right next to him. Why you gotta be yelling? You know, I'm, I'm saying shit like that. And so, um, <laughs> and so they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and getting louder and louder. And so I just ended up pulling out voice memos on my phone, recording it for about two minutes, just how loud they were. And then once I was done recording with it, I fucking pressed play and I held my phone up and they all turned around and looked and they were looking at me and they're like embarrassed because they're like, were we really that loud? And I'm like, yeah, hear it. You know, this is coming from my phone. And they're just, they're definitely embarrassed. (laughs) So I could be a bit of a dick too, you know, Uh, but I don't want to be that guy. You know, I just want the respect you know, uh, that, that the teacher is, deserves and that the class, the classmates that want to do the project, you know, and that are involved in doing the project want to do, you know, um, but Hey, that's, that's just how I see it now because now I'm on the flip side. You know, I did not think I'd be a teacher or instructing kids, you know, and I was a little class clown at one point. And so it's very, very ironic that I'm over here um, teaching. But, well, now that I'm on the subject of teaching, it's like um, the most common mistake I'll say, if anybody out there is trying to make art, create drawings or paintings or, you know, whatever it is, um, graphic design, or, you know, people just taking drawing classes in college, this and that, um, layers, man. It's all about the layers. Um, so a common mistake that I, that I'm seeing is that a lot of these kids, they're going in on the, on the drawing super hard right away. They're pressing down on their pencil, pen, whatever it is. You're pressing down way too hard off rip. (coughs) And I think I used to do that not so much. I think I've always learned, you know, been pretty light on the pencil. Um, but now I tend to flesh things out more. Now I tend to do it as more of a process where it's like, I'll lightly draw a circle. I'll lightly start drawing shapes and forms, uh, very light with the pencil. And then I'll start going over it darker when I like the shapes or when I'm kind of seeing you know, I almost like make like this 3D grid for myself or whatever it is I'm going to draw, you know, whether it's some cartoon face or some tattoo design looking thing. Um, I, I'm trying to layer things out a little more. Take your time with it, you know. Um, and then the thing with the art is also that it is layers. Uh, you could mess something up and... Uh, want to throw it away immediately but you could literally go over you know you could find the way to go over it um and that's a good exercise in itself the fact that you you know you're open to making mistakes because they show you you know a new way to work with something so be open to that type of shit um teaching i also teach the skate lessons And I've been on a bit of a hiatus from the skate lessons because uh, my main client got injured and uh, he had broken, I guess, a tendon in his knee from a slam, skating slam, during one of our lessons, which was a big, big bummer. Um, And at first, him nor I thought it was a big injury. We're like, 
you know, he, he slammed and it hurt him. And, you know, I asked him, you okay? He kept walking on it. And he even wanted to skate on it after. And I was like, you know what, man? It's, you know, we've skated about an hour today, hour and a half. Give it a rest. Go home, chill, you know, see how you feel. Well, the next day he went to the doctor. The doctor ended up saying that apparently he tore some sort of tendon. I guess it's common in these uh, 12, 13-year-old boys in their knee cartilage. There's like, It's not like fully developed so it can easily tear. And so I guess that's what happened to him. And so they put him on a fucking cast for about a month. Um but he's back. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad to see that. And he's stoked to skate and he's down to skate. And yesterday we skated and he was pulling tricks. You know, he picked up right where he left off. Let's just say that. Um, so it's good to see that. And it's good to see the confidence um, still there and, and, and start to come out again. Um, because the injuries, they're, they're a serious thing. Uh, maybe I should go get looked at more often, right? A, th- a thing that, I don't know, I think as you get older and, you know, maybe people that have kids and then are also just people that um, counsel younger people and, and teach other kids and stuff, there's a sense of do as do as I say, not as I do. Okay. So it's like, learn from my mistakes. My dad always told me that, man. And you don't understand it until you get older. But it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Because you need to, as a mentor, we want you to learn from our mistakes. We want you to, you know, Make better decisions. Make the decisions we thought we could have made in that position, right? Of, but that's from us thinking about things like that over time. We have the knowledge. We have the experience to guide you. And so a lot of clash with my dad was he would tell me that um, I want you to learn from my mistakes, not, you know, make your own mistake. But it was also like, I have to make my own mistakes, you know? I have to make my own mistakes. Um, and I did, and I still do. You know, I make plenty of mistakes, man. But that's the only way we're going to fucking learn. Um, and I'm not saying don't listen to that, you know? Don't listen to the, the advice of your mentor or your elders because you have to do that. Um, it will make you better. And it will make you smarter when you make when you do come with uh, certain decisions you got to face. So, in the sense of now, I'm talking about injuries. I never take care of my injuries. You know, I do not. <clears throat> I get hurt and I brush it off. But how much more of that can I do? You know, I'm turning 27 in a week. Um, by the time I'm 30, how much more of that can I do? Right. By the time I'm 40, how much more of that can I do? I have to I have to take care of my injuries because I want to have a little more longevity and I want to keep skating until like you know until I'm physically not able to until I'm 99 like my fucking grandfather. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So do as I say, not as I do all the time. Um, Yeah, take care of those injuries, man. Rest. I try to be better now. I do. You know, if I feel if I feel I've hurt myself or something, uh, it has to be it has to be more of a serious hurt, you know, for me to stop skating. Because, for example, like I have this thing on my foot, on the bottom of my foot, it feels like, you know, like that muscle in between the the, the like that arc of your foot at the bottom. That just seems like really tight and tense, and it's on my left foot. And that's because, you know, I'm skating damn near every day, uh, pushing around, and I'm goofy-footed, so I'm pushing with my left foot. So I'm constantly pushing, pushing, pushing with my left foot. And so that muscle 
that's constantly pushing is a little more used than the other muscles. And so that's, it's tense, you know? So even something like that, like I haven't really let that heal. I haven't really chilled out on that or, you know, skated more switch or anything like that, you know, switched up my stance to kind of, uh, give that part of my body a rest. And so even little things like that, I got to be better with, you know, cause you know, what's the sound fucking pull that muscle completely, uh, doing a trick or, or you know, just landing in a weird way. Um, so that's my advice to, to, you know, any injuries, take your time, take a week, take two weeks, you know, um, use your best judgment with things. Um, maybe I should go to the doctor more, you know, maybe I'm okay. Not always going to the doctor, you know, because motherfuckers are, are trying to make money as well. You know, the, the cast costs, the x-ray costs, the visit costs, the, the, coming back to the visits cost the taking off the cast cost bro you know what i mean like you know my fucking finger popped back looking at me i popped that shit myself granted it has happened before when i was a kid you know to other fingers and i had to do something similar but it's not like i have some crazy fucking experience popping fingers okay i did it myself And then, you know, I went and I got an x-ray. The x-ray said nothing's broken. Definitely might have some ligament damage. (laughs) But what are they going to do? You know, what are you going to have fucking surgery on my my finger or something, dude? I don't got bread like that. Um, You know, you make a commitment with skating, man. That's what it is. Uh, That's what it is. So yeah, deal with those injuries, man. Um, And then coming back from an injury is tough. So my biggest injury was I definitely just destroyed all the ligaments on my right foot. My ankle, my ankle like ligament just shot. Um, I tried to do a kickflip. This was years ago, years ago. This had to be 2014, 2013, I think. I think this was 2013, 2014. Around then, um, I would skate a lot uh, at FAU, and there was a stair set. It was like a six stair. Um, And I would kick flip that first try all the time, heel flip that first try every time, 180s first try every time. Like That was my spot. I would go there usually with people. That's where I fucked up. I would go there usually with the boys. We'd have a session and I would crush the, the session there. It's like I would land everything first try. I had my my go-to tricks to warm up on that set. Um, and then I went a day where nobody could skate. They were all in class or this or that. And I was impatient and I fucking went there by myself and I tried to kick flip it. And my front foot, I was going fast too. My front foot slipped off of the nose, off the front of the board. And with the speed out, and my back foot landed on the board. And with the speed I was going, and I fully committed to land, um, I just ran over my fucking foot with my board. And just, oh, yeah, I still, I could still feel that to this day and, and picture it. And just the, the, you know, the pop, I heard the pop, I felt the pain and I, and I instantly was like, I fucking broke it. I fucking broke it. I broke my ankle. I broke my foot, dude. And I'm there on the ground, like, fuck, fuck. Right. Like, this is bad. This is really bad. And I'm, I'm seeing my foot. I'm trying to move it. I can move it slightly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just basically checking my senses. And then uh, I think I called or texted my buddy, and um, he he didn't answer. He was in class. I, I just couldn't get to somebody, and um, I was super fucked, man. Like I think I sat there for like 15 minutes and was like really hurting and thinking about what I should do. And I ended up skating back to the dorms. Um, which was on the complete other side of the campus. 
I skated back on the bad ankle and, uh, and that's it. I fucking went to bed. I rested. I rested for about a week and I think I ended up going home to get it checked out or I never got it checked out. Unbelievably. I never got it fucking checked out. I got it checked out eventually. Um, when I started dating this one girl and her dad was a doctor and he checked out my foot and he told me, yeah, he definitely destroyed these ligaments, dude, at the least. Because my foot was purple and giant for forever. And honestly, I may have cracked, I may have cracked something on my foot. I've never had an x-ray on my foot. Um, my, my foot had swollen up. My ankle had swollen up purple and huge. And for an entire year after that, I could not kickflip. I could not do any flip trick. I could not move my foot in that way for one whole year. And what I would do is I would, after a couple months when it swelled, when the swelling went down, but I couldn't fucking flip, do flip tricks or anything like that. I wore a brace and I would skate. I started skating uh, Ramp 48 and Tamarack and I started skating the parks more and I just started hitting the, you know, hitting the transition, hitting the vert uh, because that was what I could skate without hurting, you know, and so I had to switch my style from street and doing street tricks and flip tricks to trying to go faster on the, on the vert to grinding, to getting airs. And so I had to completely switch my style of skating for an entire year until it got better and I could flip again. Um, but look, you know, now it's like if I if I got that, if that happened to me today, um, I'd have to go get checked out, man. I couldn't, I couldn't just ride it out. Um, because it's like, you know, I, I want it to be okay, you know, and. But, you know, it depends. It depends on the injury. But I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> I was only a lifeguard for four years. Um, but I've been a skater my whole life. And, you know, when you do things like that, you probably just get really good at telling, being able to tell what your body's going through. And so, you know, you should know if you could skate or not. So when you get back to skating, you know, just be confident, have fun. Remember why you've been missing it for so long. Remember why it feels so good when you're on the board. Um, it's about the fun. It's about the good feeling. Um, it's not about landing the craziest, gnarliest trick all the time. It's, it's, it's just about riding, man. Um, and that's a good feeling. That's what you're going for. So. Getting back from injuries just come with that confidence, you know, come with the love. Um, yeah. The Wrist Report, Roman the Stoic, we're out here, loving the podcast. We're getting longer and longer episodes. Um, oh, I didn't shout this out, but I got a new Instagram. Check out The Wrist Report on Instagram. T-H-E-R-I-S-K-R-E-P-O-R-T, The Risk Report. Um, yeah, just figured I'd make a fucking Instagram for the podcast because, hey, we need a new audience. Um, but I appreciate all the homies and all the friends and family checking these out and tuning in. Uh, I love the feedback. Yeah. Have a great rest of your week. I'll probably be back on Friday. I'll see you motherfuckers soon. Peace.